All right, it is another edition of Coffee with Craig and Kevin, the Channel Partners podcast. I am Channel Partners Executive Editor, Craig Galbraith. Joining me, as always, the man who will watch all seven Leprechaun movies this St. Patrick's Day weekend, our business development lead, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you? (laughs) Jennifer Aniston at her best way back in the day, Craig. This is a joke, right? Although I don't think I made it past uh, Leprechaun 1, so I definitely will be seeing six movies for the first time this weekend. My personal favorite was Leprechaun Back to the Hood. That was the sixth in the series. And, and yes. Jennifer Aniston, she did win an Oscar for Leprechaun, didn't she? I'm going to be miserable here. Did she really? Uh, I, I'm not aware. <laughs> I must have missed the Academy Awards presentation that year. I was only guessing, but uh, her performance was spectacular. I would guess she probably did not win the Oscar for that. But, oh. you know, Craig, speaking of the Leprechaun movie, St. Patrick's Day right around the corner. Of course, I'm Irish, and uh, so really excited for that. it got to make Mom happy and Mom's side of the family very Irish, so, so that's good. But, um... In addition, you know, with March Madness, in shocker of all shockers, the Cuse, Craig, got into the field, man. I could not believe the committee actually likes them so much. You like me! You like me! Well, maybe you had the luck of the Irish going for you there, Kev. think so, man. I think so. Sorry about you, Dub, buddy. I'm already looking forward to... Spring, which is coming up next week, some better weather around the country, and you know what else is coming up? The Channel Partners Conference and Expo, April 17th through the 20th in Las Vegas. Winning. Why don't you bring up the Channel Partners Conference and Expo, Craig, because we... Yes, Digi. I know. We bring it up every edition. Uh, bringing up the Channel Partners Conference and Expo is not necessarily funny, that Craig had brought it up, but it's just great to have you here as always, Digi. Don't get upset, Kevin. Digi is just pointing out your editorial error there. He doesn't really understand the difference between funny haha and funny peculiar, if you catch my drift. Whatever, Craig. Anyway, as I was saying, I'm glad you brought up the event. As much like the NCAA tournament teams that are in the field, the Channel Partners Conference and Expo was recently selected by a committee to be in a highly respected field of its own as well. Wait, 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 wait. Please don't tell me the Channel Partners team is playing basketball. I think it would be a little embarrassing if I dunked over you. (laughs) Well, that would never happen, Craig, but, you know... (laughs) If the team was playing basketball, uh, that would certainly be fun to watch. There'd be a lot of gaffes in there and and probably some people hurt. But um, we were actually selected by a leading independent event and trade show publication, Trade Show Executive, as one of the 50 fastest growing trade shows in the country. Craig, that sounds great. But not only did we make the list, we made the list in every single category they had. Total Expo Hall Space total number of exhibitors, and total number of attendees. How amazing is that, buddy? That's pretty awesome. Was there also a podcast category? No, Craig, there was not. (laughs) And and, and if there were, I'm sure we would have made the list, buddy. (laughs) We might have made the list. It might have been down the list a ways. But uh, no doubt Digi would have taken home the award as best digital services mascot. But uh, Maybe bottom 50, yeah. (laughs) In all seriousness, uh, that is certainly something uh, for us to brag on, and and it's worth noting that there are a lot of people who put their blood, sweat, and tears into making the Channel Partners Conference and Expo happen, and and they've done a fabulous job. And, Kevin, as I understand it, we were the only event listed with a primary focus on the channel. We say it a lot, but that's some pretty phenomenal stuff. 
And this award was taken across any kind of trade show in any field, segment, industry. It didn't matter. So to be the only event in the channel really is a big deal. And as much as I want to credit our podcast, which started in late 2016 for all of this growth, um, we should really probably just thank all the attendees, exhibitors, and sponsors for all of their support in 2017. And, And the good news continues, Craig, is in 2018 here, we're already trending well ahead of all those numbers that we had in 2017. Well, it looks then like it could be an unprecedented back-to-back appearances in the fastest 50 for channel partners. Speaking of accelerating growth and the channel, I wanted to talk about our first guest who certainly knows a lot about both. So let me stop patting you on the back and, and you returning the favor and get to what partners really want to hear about. And with that, pleased to have with us Michelle Shantara. She is the Vice President of Global Partner Marketing at Cisco. Michelle, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, we are glad to have you on the podcast. Uh, Let's get right into it. When we talk about marketing, partner businesses typically, well, let's be nice and say they're just not so great at it, especially the small ones. Uh, Not necessarily for any reason beyond the fact that they just don't have a lot of time and they're focused on selling. So my first question for you would be, what are two or three basic marketing points for these businesses maybe to keep in mind in order to be successful? I don't know that I would say that they're not good. I couldn't say that because we're a partner-led company here at Cisco. But let me share some perspective on uh, what partners should be thinking about and practical actions that, that they can take, start building on their marketing practice. So first and, and probably most important is it's really no longer a choice. When you look at the way customers are buying today, they are going to online channels, offline channels to do their research, to gain knowledge and information. It's gone are the days where they pick up a telephone and actually ask to speak to somebody in sales. So it's incredibly important for our partners to be thinking about marketing as part of their overall business strategy. It's not a nice to have, it's it's a must have. What else is interesting is, you know, very often I hear partners say, oh, I'm I'm a I'm a small company. I don't have a lot of resources. Well, what's what's beautiful in today's day and age is that the idea of digital marketing, it doesn't define the size of the partner. In fact, some of our partners that are smaller in size are far more sophisticated from a digital marketing perspective because they can be agile, they can move fast, they can test new things, and they're not tied to a a process or or already designed structure. So digital marketing is, is really very much borderless. Anyone can take advantage of it. And then the last thing that I would suggest is very often in our industry, I, I've, been in, I've been in the IT industry for 20 plus years, and we often use instinct as, as our way to make decisions around where we invest, whether it's marketing or, or sales or whatever the function of the business is. And in today's world, with knowledge around our customers from a digital point of view, using data is the absolute foundation for any and all decisions, particularly around marketing. Today, we get access to so much information on our our customers, what they need, how they want to be communicated to, and we get this through various marketing technologies. If we're not using that data to make decisions to get the highest return, uh, we're we're not doing something right. So I would really encourage our partners to be thinking about data as the platform for any and all marketing decisions going forward. 
Michelle, that is great advice. And, and I would say, you know, I like how you mentioned instincts and the use of data, because I obviously didn't follow my instincts or use any data before I chose to take my first podcast experience with a co-host like Craig. <laughs> But uh, getting back to it here, you know, you have some thoughts on the experience economy and what businesses can do to stand out. First, if you could, for our audience, please explain uh, the experience economy and some of the do's and don'ts that both vendors and channel partners businesses need to know about it. Absolutely. This is, this is something I'm super passionate about, and I, I think it is really the way we need to be thinking about marketing and, and selling, candidly, going forward. So really what the experience economy is, is it's just all about this idea of creating a journey for our customers to go on with us. Customers are demanding a relationship with a manufacturer, with a vendor. They're not interested in this sort of transactional relationship. It's not human. It does not allow them to get intimate with the manufacturer or vendor that they're making a commitment to. So the idea here is is really about understanding the ins and outs of your customer. And I'll go back to that idea of data versus versus instincts. In order to get intimate with your customer, you need to understand all aspects of it, their buying decisions, how they want to be communicated to. In fact, you can go as far as learn about them on a personal level. This now allows a company to design around what that individual cares about. Very often in marketing, we tend to do, in a legacy term, database marketing, where we market to a company. It's now about marketing all the way down to the individual, because that's when it's going to make it an experience and it's going to be personalized. And I would suggest there's a, there's a few things that anyone can do within their company to start taking on this mindset. The first would be to really put yourself in, in the customer's shoes. We all work for a company and we think about that company we work for, but what is it that that company is doing to meet your customer's demands? Shifting that mindset. You should also think about how you take this beyond just the customer. We, we live in such a connected world today. And when you think about, particularly in technology, when you think about what you sell, it's not like the customer is just buying one individual technology. There's not one manufacturer that represents everything a customer needs from a technology point of view. So go beyond just the customer. Think about your partnerships. Think about the vendors that you work with. They're actually helping you to deliver that, that optimal customer experience. And then the, the, the last thing that, that I would suggest is an experience in the way that I'm describing it here does not necessarily have a starting point and a stopping point. To the earlier comment that I made, it's about taking the customer on that journey and continuing that engagement through a period of time. When you look at how a customer is going to engage with you from the point of purchase all the way through to adopting the technology and ultimately renewing, you've got to make sure that we're creating a consistent experience throughout that entire process. Some great tangible advice there, Michelle, for our partner audience. I want to dive in a little deeper. Uh, you talked about digital marketing. And there is so much competition out there, as you mentioned, uh, for customers' attention. Give me a couple more marketing tactics, maybe some modern ones that partners can use to attract new buyers and expand those sales. This is such a, uh, a top-of-mind area uh, for, for me and, and for us at, at Cisco. We're, we're always trying to be 
on the latest and greatest trends and share that with our partners so they can modernize their marketing practice. And I would say the one that's coming up most recent is this notion of communities. If you go back to the few things that I've already said, customers want to have a personalized experience. They want to get intimate. They want to be part of something bigger. And communities are starting to really bubble up as an area of opportunity for marketing. And I'm not talking about communities as they've existed in the past where, you know, you bring a bunch of people into a city in a room and, you know, you share best practices, more like user groups. That's not really the intent, but it's taking that process and bringing it into the digital world. Look at what Apple does. They really don't have a a means of communicating with their customers other than through communities. You want to do something uh, to fix your phone, you go to the Apple community. And there's such a huge opportunity for our partners to take that to the next level. We sell extremely complex solutions. What a great way to engage your customers real time in a digital manner to help them not just solve for what they have for that day, but to engage them ongoing, create an experience for them into the future. I'll just give you an example of something that that we've done at Cisco as a way to evolve our partners' marketing practices. My primary audience are partner marketers, people that run marketing in our partners' businesses. So what we did is we created a community for those partner marketers to not just learn about what Cisco has to offer, but to engage with each other and their peers, to share information to provide them with the latest and greatest insights around what Cisco is doing from a marketing perspective. And this is a vehicle and a, a platform that we can use to create that experience and help bring our partners through that journey. So this is something we're looking at exploring beyond uh, just what we do from a marketing perspective, because it really does the value exchange between Cisco and our partners. It allows us to deliver something to them, and we're always getting something back. Wow, Michelle, uh, I like how you said that, you know, the way you work with your partners, um, the value exchange and, and the thought leadership you provide um, as a solution provider and vendor to your partners on the market from a marketing standpoint. To that end, I would say one of the biggest things um, you do with your partners is your upcoming event, uh, Cisco Marketing Velocity. It's going to be, I'm a little jealous, in Barcelona this year. Can you tell our audience a little bit about, you know, what that's all about and who attends and, you know, what partners can get out of attending uh, Marketing Velocity here in 2018? Absolutely. It's just a just a few short, short months away. I know my team and I are uh, busy planning for what will be an amazing event. So this is actually going to be our 11th year hosting Marketing Velocity. It's really quite amazing to see how this is, has grown and evolved. And we're going to be bringing 250 partners uh, from across the globe, as you said, in lovely Barcelona for a few days to really learn about how they can evolve their marketing practice. And If I just reflect back on where we were last year, the theme of the event was actually called Become a Digital Believer. And I think about that, where we are today, just a year later, in this post-digital world, the theme for this year is not about becoming a digital believer. It's about owning this whole new era of marketing. Uh, It's extremely powerful to bring 250 of our partners in to actually grasp this idea of taking our marketing to a whole new level. And some of the things that we're going to be talking about is what we've talked about today on the podcast, the the idea of the experience economy, really taking a human-centric approach to digital. I've read so many articles over the last year around how 
everybody is behind a screen and to market behind a screen, you know, you need to, to understand how you get to those customers. And actually when you dig into it, it is, it's an individual. It's a person behind the screen that actually wants that personalized experience. So how do we take the way we engage, which is digitally, and make it human in nature so we can create those experiences? We're also going to be investing in our, our partner marketers. They are leaders in our industry. They are the next generation marketers. We'll support them from a skills perspective as well as how they can, can grow as, as leaders in their businesses, in IT. And then, of course, we're going to spend some time on Cisco's strategy, uh, our priorities, where we see the greatest opportunities, and ultimately where Cisco is making an investment uh, from a marketing point of view. This event is something I look forward to every single year. Uh, I learn from the partners as much as they're learning, spending a handful of days with us. And um, I also have to say I'm a, I'm a bit excited about spending some time in Barcelona. Yeah, Michelle, sounds like a great event. I just wanted to ask Kevin the way he introduced that. It made it sound like he forgot that he had booked me a flight to Barcelona and put me up in a five-star hotel. Kevin, did you forget to do that? Uh, I don't think I did do that, Craig, so I better check my uh, credit card receipts. <laughs> you told me you were <laughs> going to do that. I just you know, I just wanted to make sure. I, I, uh, I am very jealous of Barcelona and the fact uh, I would like to get some marketing advice too, and I'm, I'm sure that show could definitely do a great job of that for me. Michelle, thanks for your time today. One thing I'm glad to see is that partner businesses are maybe doing a little better with marketing than I initially gave them credit for. So uh, thanks for your time and all the hard work that you're doing with uh, our partner community. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. All right, Kevin, some really great stuff there with Michelle from Cisco. I really learned a lot. Uh, Kevin, you know, though, who probably loved it the most. I'm pretty sure I can guess, Craig. That's right. Our mutual friend, Digi. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Craig, I do have to agree with Digi on this one. Digital services go beyond just the technology solutions partners are implementing to their end-user business customers. They're also helping the way these partners themselves are doing business in terms of more efficient marketing, sales, and customer service tactics. Funny you should bring that up, by the way, Kevin. That saying will actually apply here. <sighs> We have a pre-con and an education track dedicated to business of the channel. And if I were to elaborate on the business of the channel conference track, we've got a channel chief roundtable uh, featuring Rob Ray from Datto, Bob Chrisman from Vonage, Tina Gravel from Sixterra, who we've actually had here on the podcast just about a month ago. Also, disruptive marketing, no best practices here. Another session in the business of the channel conference track. We've got another track called How the Two-Tier Model Must Evolve for the New Digital Economy. We have Sergio Farage, who is the Senior Vice President of Global Cloud Solutions for Tech Data. A big win for us. He'll be speaking for that session. And then we'll also have a spotlight on our CP360 winners as one of the sessions in the business of the channel track. So that's probably one of the real highlights of our show coming up. You got that right, Craig. In addition to helping partners and vendors improve their everyday business practices, we'll also be featuring tracks on security, IoT, SDN, the MSP CSP opportunity, and of course, the cloud, which segues brilliantly, Craig, into our next guest. How do you do it, my friend? How do you do it? Let's roll right into it, Kevin. All right, really pleased to be joined by Adam Nygaard from DNH Distributing. Adam is the Senior Sales Manager for Cloud Services. Adam, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for asking, Craig. 
Glad to have you on the podcast. Why don't you start off by uh, giving our listeners a little bit about your background and what brought you to DNH? Sure. Well, I, I can tell you I started at, at DNH as a kid, right? It was my first uh, first real job out of school. Um, I'm a 24-year vet of DNH, and I, I grew up through the sales organization. I was an account manager back in 1994 when I was hired. I then spent five years as a field sales representative. Uh, came back to the inside to manage our East Coast sales team. And then later took over our, our license desk and created the uh, our, our first configuration center and pre-sale support teams, and now manage our cloud services group uh, for the last year and a half. That's great. Not a lot of people uh, stick with the same company their whole career these days. Yeah, you know, it's certainly I feel very very fortunate. Um, you know, occasionally you, you you come across something that is just a fit. And DNH has just always kind of been a fit with with me and and with many people, right? When you look at our our company, we have lots and lots of people that are 25, 30, 35, 40 years in in, in the organization. A lot wow. of family members. It's just a it's just a great organization to be part of. Uh, for people in our audience who maybe aren't too familiar with DNH, uh, why don't you tell us what separates DNH a little bit from some of the other well known names in distribution out there? So I, I would tell you that the number one thing that separates us from from a lot of our competitors is just our laser focus on the SMB market. Um, regardless of industry trends, regardless of what's happening um, with any particular vendor or, or, or the business today, we, we always stay laser focused on SMB resellers and really uh, those resellers that focus on SMB end customers. That's kind of unwavering uh, regardless of, of the business, whether we're, we're representing Cisco or HP or Lenovo or Microsoft. Um, or any of our other cloud vendors, we approach the business the same, um, and we always are strategizing for what is best for those SMB resellers and SMB end customers, because ultimately that's where we succeed and 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 where we create um, a lot of value for those for those types of of organizations. It's a perfect fit for our channel partners audience and our listeners, and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Channel Partners Conference and Expo and what you're doing there coming up here in just a minute. I wanted to ask you about your West Coast Technology Conference. It's coming up here on Thursday. What, what can partners expect to attend? My understanding is that you'll really be focused on some training. Yeah, I mean, I think we've done a great job of, of changing our events as a whole over the last several years. You know, historically, our all of our reseller shows were, were really kind of exhibit-focused in the past. Um, and over the last several years, we've certainly migrated to more of a VAR MSP community at these events versus a retail or retail community and have focused on really training sessions, getting our, our SMB partners in touch with manufacturers, um, whether it's from a, a boot camp perspective or a roundtable uh, or classroom type scenario. Um, we do a lot of different uh, educational trainings with vendors like Microsoft or Cisco or HP and Lenovo, and, and certainly many, many others. Um, the other thing we really focus is it's a great time for our inside sales representative, representatives to meet their customers, right? You, you have a handful of these events through the course of the year, and we really like to get to know our customers and understand their business and understand what we can do better for them. And that, I think that that works better in person. So this is a, a great opportunity for DNH customers to come into an event, meet with manufacturers, meet with certainly DNH sales management. Um, and most importantly, meet with their inside sales representatives to, to get to know them a little bit better. 
Is there still an opportunity for folks to sign up for that? Absolutely. We will take signups until the really the day before the event. Uh, we keep the registration page open, and you can certainly you can get there by by going through dnh.com. Uh, we certainly will have a host of manufacturers there because we still do have that that traditional exhibit hall that that so many of our partners have come to enjoy over the last several years and you can really get a great idea of what manufacturers are bringing to market and get um, a really good idea of ways to help uh, broaden your your vendor and and product uh, portfolio that you're offering today Sounds like some really good takeaways there. Uh, some takeaways they'll also get will be from the Channel Partners Conference and Expo coming up in Las Vegas, April 17th through the 20th. Uh, I understand DNH will be participating in the Cloud Pavilion at the show. Tell me what you'll be doing there and a little bit about what partners can expect if they stop by and get into a discussion with you. Sure. So DNH again is is really taking the same approach at, at this show that we take it at any of our own industry events, and that we, that you know, the way that we kind of feel about the business. Certainly, um, you know, there's there's a lot of people involved in cloud today. A lot, you know, broadline distribution is more involved there than ever before. But DNH is is kind of taking a slightly different approach. We really are taking a a hybrid approach. We don't see a lot of our SMB resellers going 100% into a cloud into as a cloud organization. They still want to make sure that they're maintaining some of that hardware business um, and, and integrating cloud services into what has been has made them successful over the last several years. We're going to have representatives from the DNH team for that represent HP, Cisco, Microsoft, and DNH cloud services. We're going to make sure that we have you know some people there that can really break down some different and unique programs that we have from all those, whether it's our Meraki Driven program or our HP Hero program, which is exclusive to DNH and really focus on SMB resellers. You know, it's a great time for for your partners to come in and meet DNH, get get involved with these different organizations, um, and understand what we bring to the table for each of those businesses so that they can, you know, figure out how they can partner better with DNH. And we were talking offline about this agreement with uh, Intermedia for UCAS services. That's new, and you'll be talking about that at the show? Absolutely. So Intermedia is has really been a strategic um, uh, relationship for DNH. We just launched about a week and a half ago. And when we look at voice as a category, we understand that it's really, really important, important and, and changing dramatically um, over the last, I would say, 18 months or so. And when we were searching for the right hosted voice provider, we wanted to make sure that that we were going to market with somebody that had a lot of the same values, a lot of the same onboarding um, solutions that DNH has today. And and Intermedia really fit the bill for us, right? They go to market almost identically to DNH. They cater to the same audience as DNH. So when we look at that that relationship, we just view it as as a home run. We're really, really excited to be working with them and to represent the line and think that we're going to bring a lot of value to our partners with it. Sounds like some busy times there at DNH. It absolutely is. We're just over really a, a solid year into our Microsoft CSP and cloud relationships, even though we've been a, a Microsoft distributor for for just about everything that they offer for the last 20 years or so. We wanted to make sure that when we were getting into this market, we were bringing the right value to the channel and bringing the right offerings to our partners. Um, and over the last you know year and change, we, we've launched and really started to build out um, not just the Microsoft product portfolio, but brought some additional vendors on that, that really add value and, and make us more of a destination for those products. And of course, 
certainly align really, really closely with Microsoft because that is really the, the anchor um, of our cloud platform. But again, as, as an organization, we really desire to, to bring lots and lots of, of solutions to our partners um, and really even, even some of the the larger heavy iron vendors that that you know have always been represented so well at enterprise bringing that to SMB in a way that that many of our competitors just don't have the ability to do today. Well Adam, thanks for the time today. I know you just got back from Disney World with the kids. Was that a good time? Oh, it was a great time. You know, anytime you can kind of unplug a little bit and get away from the, the work and, and spend some time with your family, it, it, it helps center you a little bit and, and also, uh, you know, re-energizes you for when you come back to the workplace. So we're really excited for um, for the upcoming Channel Partner Conference, our West Coast show, and to really engage with customers over this next year. It's been, uh, it's been a really a, a great last few years, particularly for D&H and our VAR and MSP business is growing, you know, double digits every single year. Um, and that's, that's thanks to our partners and our, and our manufacturer partners. Well, thanks again for your time. We look forward to seeing you at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo just about a month away. We'll see you then. Thanks. Absolutely. Can't wait. You know, Kevin, Adam said it was good to get away to Disney World with the kids. I do just about anything to get away from my co-host, at least for a little while. And no, I'm not talking about Digi. Really looking forward to seeing them at the event in Las Vegas. Absolutely, Kevin. Looking forward to seeing them and 6,000 total participants in Las Vegas. Kevin, is, is that a misprint? You, you gave me that. We don't really have 6,000 participants. Uh, Craig, uh, we're going to. Uh, we're almost there now, and by showtime, we fully expect to do that. It's pretty, uh, pretty amazing feat, as I said. Uh, we're growing, buddy, and we're not just growing from you know a startup into the business. We're growing from the largest event into the channel to an even larger event in the channel, if that's possible. Wow, this show is huge. You know, Craig, it really is. And, and speaking of Las Vegas and speaking of huge... Uh, prepare to be destroyed in the CP March Madness bracket pool. Oh, you'll be out once Syracuse loses in the first game or two since you'll have him in the Final Four, so I'm not too worried about uh, the competition from you, my friend. Oh, it really gets to me when you know my weaknesses, man. It really does. Well, I won't have a dog in the fight this year, so I won't have to worry about being a homer. No! A Digi, however, who is very closely related to IBM's Watson, is going to be in the pool, so he's really the one we should all watch out for with his analytics capabilities. Are you serious? Digi's in the pool? I mean, that's just not fair. I mean, as you said, uh, this guy's going to have all the analytics. He's got all the digital services tools at his fingertips. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is just unbelievable. He's a robot. He's going to be in the pool. I can't believe it. And then it's just, ugh, how does anyone have a chance? He's going to take my money now? He's taking my All right, while Kevin continues to rant, I want to remind you that you can check out the entire archive of Coffee with Craig and Kevin podcast. Just go to iTunes and search Channel Partners Online. You can also find us on SoundCloud, and we have a brand new Twitter page, at DigiRobot. Even the Twitter feed references at DigiRobot. Hashtag that bot's try to take my spot. I mean, this is ridiculous. I, I've worked so hard on this podcast, I think I've improved a little bit, and this robot just comes in and gets everything. You know what, Digi? I'm going to be leaving for Phoenix tomorrow. I'm going to be there. I'm going to see you and Craig. We're going to handle this face-to-face, my man. You want a piece of me? You got it!